This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome back, everyone, to Talking It Out with Bachelor Nation. This week, we are talking to Quincy, the life coach from Miami. Yeah, you guys remember him. We're very excited to talk to him and get his side of the story. But before we do that, you know we got to get into our hot take. So I'm going to pass it over to my boy Mike so he could take over. Yes, this hot take actually came. Uh, I was with my friend's uh, family, you would say, in Greece uh, the week before last. And I was talking to one of my friends that was there. And this hot take came about from a VR questions. But talking about family, I got to let y'all know. Brian just said, if you were watching us via YouTube, Brian just said, why is your pull <laughs> not in frame? <laughs> I just had to call him out there right For there. reference, but you got you to give some context. People have been complaining, like, why is this in your shot? And then Mike just, it's out of the completely out of the picture. So yeah. I don't know how he does it. It's all about the angles. But <laughs> <laughs> angles anyway, anyway. Angles are everything. Angles are everything. <laughs> angles are everything. Geometry. So uh, let's get right into the hot take. So my hot take is this. Brian, I'm going to ask you this question, right? Is it okay that your wife, Rachel, let's just say, like to be specific, is it okay that your wife, Rachel, receives gifts from her ex-spouse if she has a child with her ex-spouse? So wait, so, okay, so this is a hypothetical. She had a spouse prior to me. Yeah, she was married before and she had a child with that individual. No. No. (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) Hell to the nah. Um... (laughs) No, that relationship is over. Um, I don't know. I think I would feel a certain type of way about it. I know you guys got a kid together. You could give gifts to the kid all you want. You know, both parents could give the the gift to the kid, but no, that's okay. So, what, what kind about, of gift are we talking about? Like just a gift, like let's say a hundred dollars or less. I mean, nothing like crazy. For what? I don't know. Except I, for, I, what? for what? For what? Like, for what? What if, what's, can you give her a birthday one? gift? He said no. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I don't I don't see the need anymore. I can I could basically take over that role and give her all the gifts she wants. So I don't necessarily need you giving her one. Oh damn! You're get, okay. You, so you, you could give this. it to your girl. I don't know. Let what me ask you, you this then. Okay. Could you? Could Rachel's ex husband give her a call for her birthday? Are they talking about the kid or? <laughs> <laughs> You're so like no. <laughs> so you got you know. I don't know. I feel like there should be t- some type of respect. I don't know. I-, I feel like those gifts, a gift turns into something else, a little bit bigger, and then so on and so forth. And then all of a sudden, you know, we have a full blown affair. I no, no, I'm not having it. What? I'm not having it. How do you go from a Walmart gift card to a full blown affair? I'm jumping to conclusions here. Let me ask you this then. So on Mother's Day, since she's the mother 
of the child. Okay. Can like, he give her a gift? Can he give her a card from Hallmark? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll let that one slide. I'll let that hey, one see, slide. see, Hallmark cards are expensive. They're like $7.99 now, you know, so he could have went with a cheaper card. So he tried to do You never know what, what's written in there. I might have to review it. You know what oh, I'm God. saying? Like, oh, let me see what this guy's writing here. Okay. So let me what tell you a story. You? So I was, uh, we were in Greece, like I said, it was uh, my friends and I, and just having a beautiful time. And one of the ladies in our group, she is getting gifts. And I don't know how we got on the subject. I'm like, yo, who the gifts were, whatever the case may be. She's like, oh, they're for my ex-husband. And and they we talked about talking now because that's like the, that's the hottest thing on the streets. And I was like, oh, this is a hot take for this week, right? And she was like, okay. Because we had, originally I had agreed with you, Brian. I was like, nah, why, you, why is your ex getting gifts and stuff? That's not like, no. But she made a really good point. And she said, and I think you may change your mindset. This because neither okay. one of us have children. You're married. I'm single. But one thing we have in common is we're both childless, right? We have no dependents in that regard. Correct. And so, I had to completely see it from her side as a as a mother and a woman that has children with another person. She said, "Why would I not get him a gift when it wasn't his weekend to watch the children or the week to watch the children? But he decided to watch the children and was respectful and nice enough because she's going on vacation with her friends." And I thought that was fair. Like, he said, you know what? I'll take the kids this week, even though it's not his week. And she got him, like, a little a shirt or something. I mean, it was, like, 25 bucks. It wasn't that great. <laughs> a little. Where did she go on the trip? We went to Greece. She went to Greece? Okay, so yeah. she got him a Greece T-shirt. Yeah, it was, like, it was one of the shirts that you end up wearing to cut the grass. <laughs> it was one of them type shirts, you know, like, uh, it's just a throw shirt. But it's the thought that count. And I thought, true, at first, yeah. I was, like, no, I don't need no, if I'm dating, if I'm married, like your ex don't need to be getting you gifts. I don't care if he's the the, the father of your children, except for Mother's Day, right? Uh, but like when she said that, I thought it was a nice gesture. And I think that I personally feel I would rather have my wife and her ex spouse on good terms than on bad terms. And I'd rather have a man respect me and come at me correct than try to do shit behind my back. I, I could agree with you there. Keep your uh, enemies close, closer. Right. <laughs> this is what, what has what happened to you this past weekend, bro? This I don't is know. not I like, don't know. We're like going what's wild. going on. We're with going you, wild. Man. I get Keep it, man. Your enemies I mean, closer. I, like I feel like that's a respectable. Like yes, yeah. you want to keep harmony within the within the group, right? Because you know her ex fighting with you, and then them, you know, not getting along is not good for the kids. So. I would want there to be some type of harmony amongst everybody, but I don't know. I, I guess it's going to have to be gift to gift. Like, it's, we're going to have to we're going to have to rate these gifts. Wait, okay. So this is like white so what, you can't what be if, spending more than X amount of dollars. I don't know. I, I don't even know what parameters to put on it. But like, yeah, let's because say, if it's not even expensive, it could be extremely so, sentimental. So yeah, correct. What if what if you were in that situation and your girl's ex gave her something expensive, something sentimental, you know, maybe something you had never thought of or given her before or possibly can't give her. I don't know. First something off, like I, 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 I'm going to be able to do what I, I'm going to be able to provide for my lady. Oh, yeah. I feel this exact same way. If my woman receives a gift that's extremely expensive, something that I can't do, extremely sentimental that I can't do from her ex, I, I don't think that she would accept it. You know, the type of woman that I aspire to be with, I don't feel that she would accept it. I feel that she will, whether I say something or not, I don't say, I don't have to say anything yeah. whatsoever. My woman's just going to be, yeah, my woman's going to be respectful to the relationship 
and be like, nah, Brian, let's say his name is Brian. Brian, this isn't, I appreciate the thought and the gift, yeah. but this is, you're doing too much. And I think my exactly, wife would say that. Exactly. I think it's, you don't even have to say anything. Just like you said, I think the woman should show her current relationship enough respect to say, thank you, but no thank you. Yeah, but it goes both ways. This isn't like a, a gender thing. No, this is, absolutely not. We both as men, we have to do that too. Like if, if our exes came and get us, I don't know, let's say a, a G-Wagon, for example, that's too damn expensive. Just, you're doing too much. Like, don't give me this. Yeah, and I, I mean, if, if they accept it, then... I don't know. My thought is, go be with them. <laughs> no, nah, so you, you, you acting wild. Like, oh, you want to accept his gift? Huh? Go ahead and be with his ass. Like <laughs> you acting wild today. Seems like you like the gifts. Go ahead. Okay. We'll, we'll, I we'll mean, I'm no. I'm gonna be honest. If I'm gonna use that as same example, if my ex, I'm sorry, if my girl, my girlfriend and her wife, let's say my wife, she receives a G wagon from her ex. No, nah, babe, we keeping that shit. We are one hundred percent keeping it, that. Posting stories. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be straight. I'm gonna be stunning that thing. Like straight up. He's Where's gonna the, get that. Th- he's gonna get that thing repoed real quick. I'm stunned. <laughs> I'm stunned. Thank you, baby. That's what I'm telling. Thank you, baby. Uh, that's <laughs> that's exactly what I'm telling my girl. I'm like, whoa. Ain't no shame in my game. It's, it's our car, babe. Yeah, my baby. Let's it's our car. It. You know what I mean? When the, when the homies come through and we have a fellas' night, best believe I'm driving that G wagon. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. What you got for us, though, man? All right. All right, man. So this actually applies a lot to this past week's episode of The Bachelorette. Love we it. saw Nate and Gabby go out on their one-on-one date. And, you know, the basically, obviously, we all know that Nate has a child. And this has actually been weighing on. I'm sorry. Not, no. I love Nate personally. I, I really do. But I, I have to spill it. Do we all know he had a child? <laughs> well, not everybody knew he had a child. <laughs> I see. What I'm you sorry, did there. Nate. I, I had see what you did there. I see what you did there. I see. Well, at least the people that he was dating on the show knew yes. that he had a child, right? Yes, so yes, yes. obviously, Gabby was having a hard time. Um, you know, we know about the estranged relationship with her mother growing yes. up, so she's had a tough time, and she was struggling as far as whether to keep Nate or not, and eventually ended up letting them go home. So because she wasn't able or she wasn't ready to play that mother role oh. in Nate's daughter's life. So she oh, no, she wasn't ready. She wasn't ready. So the question is, the hot take is, would you date somebody with a child? Like, oh, seriously, yeah. now Are this you- is somebody that you're dating Headed towards the altar. You, you guys are very serious. Well, I have to know for the beginning, right? That's is it can did, actually, yeah, yeah, like did, scratch that, scratch that. Okay, Nate did it right. Nate told her up front. Yeah. So basically, you see potential in somebody. Let's say one or couple dates. Yes. They end up telling you that they have a child. Does that change things for you? Does gotcha. that make you, you know, want to just end things right there? And you know, that's not for you. You're not ready to be a dad, whatnot, or do you continue to pursue that relationship possibly before, to uh, the serious level? Before we get into that, can, I, can we just give a shout out to how eloquent and thoughtful Gabby is when she speaks? Like, she's incredibly, like, yeah. goofy. The girl just is, right? She'd be saying, well, like, her, her facial reactions <laughs> just be, I'll be like, girl, what are you doing? But, like, when she, she's like, so thoughtful, man. Like, she's incredibly into every single moment. She knows what's going on. She knows what she wants. And she speaks so eloquently and direct yeah. and respectful. I really want to give her her kudos and shout out for that because when she had the conversation with Nate, you could tell that was real. Oh, absolutely. And I got to give it to him. That whole interaction, 
and at least coming from his aspect, that's the type of shit that like sways the emotion of the nation. You know what I'm oh, saying? For sure. Like for sure. Like everybody, obviously, with all the controversy that's going on right now, I think that you know people fell in love with him even more. You know what I'm saying? And even she Gabby, even said it herself. Yeah, Gabby said it herself. I want she, him even more now. She's like, I want to spend more time with him now that you know the way the way he that he took that and just how eloquent he was. So I just thought it was a great interaction between the two of them. Um, I don't think either of them could have handled it any better. Um, I agree. And it's just unfortunate. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I guess my question to you, Mike, is if you were in that same situation, you know, Gabby couldn't do it. Well, how, how would you feel if you were in that same situation? I don't I think I wouldn't be able to do it for different reasons. I, w- I want to be a father so bad. Like one of my, my yeah. I think I've told you this before. My number one goal in life, like over all other goals, is to build my future children a treehouse like by myself with my own hands. Right. Not like pay for the shit. And so. <laughs> That's number before I could literally pass away the very next day and go to heaven. But that shit is happening. Right. And so I would I feel the same as Gabby, but for different reasons. I would be hesitant because I'm going to fall in love with that child. I've done it before. I've dated one with a child. And when we stopped talking, oh, my God, the kid, I'll never forget this. This was a very long time ago. And I'll still never forget it to my to this day. I remember uh, the young the boy's face and. He said, because he called me Mr. Mike. He said, Mr. Mike, we can't play guns no more because we used to like, oh. dude, it was like, like, a, like a knife to the heart. I was Jesus. like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> you're breaking my heart, man. Like, I just, I really, I, it broke my heart, man. Like, it, I mean, I just, I literally got down on my knee, hugged him, and just and, and held him because uh, we had, uh, it, it's so hard. And I mean, it's hard to break up with anybody, but to break up with a child and break a child's heart seems inhumane. Yeah. And for that reason, I would prefer to not date a woman with a child. But at the same time, I have found in dating that this is me. I don't need anybody coming at me. It seems to be that women, that younger women with children and or older women with children seem to come across more mature. Yeah. Almost because they have to. Right. You know? They got to grow up real fast. Like, yeah, they got to grow up their fast. Life, their life isn't about them anymore. Right. I mean, after exactly. they have that kid, it's like they're focused on that individual. So, yeah. So it, I, I could do it, but it would be extremely hard. So I would say no. But I feel, Gabby, I, it's just for different reasons for me. I want to be a father. Stupid bad. Yeah. Oh, no. I, I, I'm on the same page as you when it comes to, you know, wanting to be a father and whatnot. But, you know, raising 
kids that aren't yours, you know, having them grow up in front of you, you know, all the, you know, she's not my mom, this and that, you know what I'm saying? Like there could be a lot of that going on growing up and there could be disagreements and fights and just, um, I know it's, it's not right, easy. Yeah. It's yeah. not easy. Right. Sure. Um, sure. you know, I'm not going to get into specifics or semantics on that, but it's not easy. So that was always like in my head growing up. And I actually denied somebody because they had a kid. Like I didn't, I didn't pursue anything serious. I mean, we like casually dated, but you know, when push came to shove and she kind of like said, what's up, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? In terms of, of moving forward seriously, I, I, I honestly told her the truth. Like I just wasn't at that level that yet point. to be a dad or whatnot, I but I've actually changed my tune. That. I've actually changed my tune on that. Um, I don't think, I, I don't think it would be a deal breaker to me anymore. I don't know. I don't know if I was just like immature, you know, back then. And that was just like something I had in my head, but you know, now after being married, engaged and just, you know, seeing my friends with families and kids and whatnot, I don't know. I, I think I've softened my, my stance on that and I wouldn't necessarily not pursue somebody seriously just because they had a kid. Not true. Yeah. I would also say that it depends on the age of the child as well. Really? Yeah, because so, if the kid if the kid is seventeen, whoa, man, what am I, why am I tripping? Like he about to be at the house next year. Uh, true, <laughs> you true. know what I mean? Like, why am I tripping? Now if the kid's three months old, my first question, where's your where's your child's father at? You know, where where is he at in the picture if the child's yeah. three months old? So yeah. the child's age depends as well. But, you know, that's a great question talking about the show. I want to get more insight to what took place on the show, but even more so than that, Quincy. We haven't seen Quincy. He uh, he left a few episodes ago. If you remember, guys, remember, he's from Miami as well. Uh, he came out Real five. E- immediately saying that he's celibate and he's a life coach. And so we have so many questions to ask Quincy. So let's bring him in, Quincy. Let's talk it out. So everyone uh, talking to our family, Quincy wants to ensure he has a deep voice for today's episode. <laughs> uh, Qu- Quincy, I got to call you up, man. Before we even get started, though, is it okay if I call you Q? Do people call you that? Yeah. Awesome, awesome. How how you doing today, bro? Good. I mean, I had a I had a productive day. Okay. So I, I hear you from yeah. you're from Miami. All right, fellow yeah. fellow three hundred five right here. Love it, love it. How's uh how's everybody treating you in three hundred five? Good, good. Yeah. So I'm actually originally from Connecticut, but okay. uh, I moved to Miami. Um, been you know been living out there for a while. Um, huh. I, I I believe Miami's the most craziest place to live. Why do you say that? Well, well, yeah, why, why do you say that? Tell me some. I need to hear so, something about that. So, for, for being living in Miami, there is the worst, worst drivers. One, worst drivers. I can vouch for that. <laughs> I, you have to, you have to do something every day. You can't be in Miami and not do something. So, for me, I have like ADHD. Like I, I have to like move around. I have to do something. I have to keep moving, and I'm doing like ten different things in Miami. So I'm either eating and then I go from eating to it's almost like day partying from day partying but it's like lounging like you're just no one's really actually partying until it's like two o'clock in the morning do people work but in Miami that you know you know when they I hustle. first moved there, a lot of, a lot of entrepreneurs hustle. there a lot of entrepreneurs a lot, a lot of entrepreneurs <laughs> I, I can let you know right now it's so funny it's almost like it's almost like New York like there's people actually outside doing the card the card trick on um, people don't get me wrong, I fell for it, so that's why I'm bringing it up because I still got some, I got some revenge on that guy. I still got to get. 
<laughs> so he, he take your money or something? What's going on? He got he got me for like a hundred bucks. <laughs> oh, oh, damn! Are you talking about the card yeah. people that do like the yeah. which card is it thing? The three piece. Yeah. Thing? Okay, I got you. No, I'm Miami so is a transient place, so I can see them doing that. Uh, definitely so, right there. I will I will say, when I think of Miami guys, I think of an extremely I think of Brian right. Uh, like good-looking guy, yourself, good-looking guy. I think it's someone who got a little swag on him. Do you feel that you fit the bill for a Miami guy? Uh, I mean, I would have to let the people give me the credit. But for <laughs> you, me, yeah, yeah, for he's me. Being for me I, he's being humble. He's being humble right now. He's being humble. <laughs> for me, I'm not going to lie. I have style. I'm for sure I have style. Uh, I, oh, we, saw, we saw I, you on the show, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah Style is everything, man. My, my, like, I love – I never actually modeled, but I always admired the the art of like modeling, you know, like the style of it. So okay. I, I dived into it. I, I dived into it at a young age. Okay, yeah. nice. I mean, talking about the style right there, we we gotta speak about your iconic out the limo when you when you're first talking to Gabby and Rachel. And one of the things that you shared was that you've been celibate for about eighteen months or so, a year and a half or so. Can yeah. we get into that? What made you share that? So off the back, what what made you get into celibacy? All of the things. Yeah, I mean, as again, living in Miami is pretty crazy. So um, I, I had to take a change. I, I needed like a change, not for because I was, you know, wilding, going crazy, having, you know, intimacy with a lot of people, but just more Come so. On, it's, I wanted to like kind of, it's okay. It's Miami. No, for sure. For sure. They're, they're, they're running around, but I was distracted. I was distracted by so many women. And that's why I say Miami's crazy because there's so many women. There's so, so many, beautiful many people women, that, yes. so many beautiful women. And it's because obviously it's a tourist, tourist spot, but not only that, a lot of people are coming from different countries. It's a melting pot. So there's, yeah. yo, there's, there's women from all over the world, but I really never had like a, a great relationship status in being in Miami. So I just found myself more so having fun in a sense and I was like, you know, let me kind of step away from having fun and kind of just focus a little bit more on me. But I want to focus on that discipline of like not having sex, you know, because is it, it was kind of, I don't know. How, wait, one, you're 25, 26? I just turned 26 uh, Sunday. Happy, Happy belated, belated birthday, man. Happy, Feliz cumpleaños. Um, how long had you been in Miami when you decided to make that happen? Uh, for so for about a couple of years, I, I first came from up north Florida, um, then went down down south Florida to Brickell. So shouts out to Brickell, okay. uh, Miami. It's amazing out there. Miami's uh, its own little got, country, though. It's like, its own it's, little it's, country. It's not—it's not really Florida. I don't know. It's not really yeah. like people from That's Miami true. don't even consider Miami actually in Florida. It's like its own little country. Yeah, it's one hundred percent its own country. I, I, can, I can agree on that. But once I got out there, I mean. It was it was weird, you know, not to speak on like you know lifestyle or finances, but uh, I, I'm at the time I was still very very young. Um, I was living a lot better than most people I grew up with. Uh, so out of any specifics? You were 22, 23 when you were out there. I'm like 20, 22 with a two bedroom penthouse okay, in Miami. Okay. But yeah, it was it was weird. It was something new for me, but it it, it with with something new, you know, comes. A lot of distractions, temptations. Okay. I'm sure. Yeah. 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 So, so, I mean, like, what were you yes, going through? I got like, you. Take yeah. us, in, take us into a yeah, yeah, life yeah, yeah, at yeah. that at that point in your life. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I'm 22, and I I never I never actually 
lived on my own. I mean, in a sense, I lived in college. Yeah, you know, that's when I that's when I left. That's when I left home at first. But like to really live, that was like my actual first own home. You know, before that, I had a I had a home with my ex spouse. You know, my ex girlfriend at the time. We had a home and we had a home in, in uh, out in up in Connecticut. And I just at the time I didn't feel I didn't feel right. I felt like I felt like at a personal level my life was slowing down mm. more than me trying to focus on gaining something more. And it wasn't more so, you know, I want the batter girl or I want the fastest car. It was more so I kind of wanted like purpose in life. So I was like, yo, I feel like I'm slowing down. I had a dog, I had a I had a we owned a home. And I'm like, I'm still 22, 23 at the time. So I, as again, I'm very, you know, people do say I'm very, I'm like very mature because I'm a little bit ahead of my my time when it because I read a lot of books. So I would say that's where my knowledge comes from at a mature state. Mm-hmm. So you felt like you you had some more, you know, growth to you yeah. wanted more growth to take place in your life and just you settling down with that woman. So would you say it yeah. was like just right woman, wrong time type situation? It, I mean, it was a hundred percent the right woman, wrong time. A hundred percent right woman, wrong time. Uh, when I left to Miami, it wasn't more so for the party lifestyle. Um, that just kind of came with being in Miami. I mean, yeah. But uh, it's it's hard. It's hard to to stay away from distractions. It's inevitable. You know, as, in Miami, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's inevitable. inevitable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's inevitable. So when I went out there, I chose Miami because at the time I got a good price. I got a good price on the uh, on the home. That was one. And two, I feel like I need to change. I was like, let me go back. You know, let me go back to to Florida and kind of see what's new for me. And at the time, my life was doing good. Um, as again, I was coaching a lot. Uh, I did a lot of life coaching. I did a lot of financing coaching. Um, but before I got into like the life coaching and I was living with my ex, uh, I was a hedge funder. I was trading. I was trading currencies for years. Okay. Okay. We Q, you got, you just told, you told us man. a lot right there. So we're going <laughs> to unpack all this, right? Because this is talking yeah. now. We, we genuinely want to get to know who you are, right? So we're going to get to the life coaching. I'm going to put that in this box right here. We're going to hold that right there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and gonna, what we're going to pull back is go to the celibacy piece right quick. So uh, you were in college doing your thing. You had a spouse. You guys had a house together. You, you had the dream, essentially, but you felt like you were stagnant, right? Uh, and then yeah. you guys break up, you know, right woman, wrong time, move to Miami, partying your ass off, see all these beautiful women. I understand it. I've been to Miami. That's why the reason why I can't live in Miami. And yeah. So like after six months of just wilding out, you decided to go celibate. Is that the is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, the timeline. I, I, would, I would say understand. I would say yeah, I would say to jump right into it, to jump like to, yeah. to be more yeah. Because I I told you yeah, I'm gonna bounce around, so you guys got to keep me on track. Uh, we'll keep you honest. <laughs> so for me, once I moved to Miami and I, I kind of got out of that relationship with the gotcha. right woman, wrong time. How long did you guys date, by the way, real quick? We dated we dated for about almost two like actually two years, almost two years. So oh, wow. was, y'all bought a house was, together. Wow. Y'all was in there. Okay. Yeah. Well, we started with a condo and then we went into a house. And I'm just talking about I, signing contracts together. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, condo house, is, you sign contracts. It, yeah. She she was she was honestly and still is the you know the, the perfect girl. It's just it was just wrong time at that moment. Um and then I went I'm ahead and in the got box into too. Miami. We're yeah, gonna come no, back to that <laughs> I went ahead and got into um I went ahead and just, I just felt like I needed more. So I moved to Miami. And then once I got to Miami, out of nowhere, you know, I have a, I'm 20, I'm 22 to 23, turning 23 at this time. I have a penthouse. Um, you know, I'm doing really good financially. And 
somehow I feel like once you do better in life, you start to look sexier. I don't know if that's a thing, <laughs> but I, I feel like, I feel like, Facts. you know, it, it's you true. know, you know how Jay-Z true. said it's, you've it's never true. seen an ugly billionaire. Like, it's I true. Like, it's not a billionaire, true. but yeah, no, you know, you're right. But you, I have you like seen Jeff seen Bezos something. back in the day? <laughs> he looks now, he's like all jacked. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's like, I felt like I was doing good. So everything good was just multiplying. Like there were more women coming in. I was like, I don't want my life right now to be about women. So I chose to honestly just kind of shut down shop and just choose celibacy. I was like, I want to, and I write it in a book, you know, thinking grow rich. So I was like, I want to just shut down shop, you know, focus on myself. And it ended up being, I wanted to just only do it for like a month, to be honest with you. Mm. And it ended up really dragging along to where I just stopped thinking about having sex. So how did Have that you, change your life? Sorry. Like how did like take me through like the evolution of you during the during that year and a half that you went celibate where you know what changed in your life? Like what aspects of your life did you see changing for the better because of that decision? Oh, I mean a lot. You know, for me it was I stopped going out for girls. I started just going out to like honestly be in the moment. It helped me be Beautiful. in the moment a lot more. Um, I could say, because I feel like I always, you know, you know, as, as most guys that are going to see this, you know, you got to understand that we go out and we're, we're immediately thinking about the chick that's probably across the room. If there is no chick, you want to get out of here. And I, was, I just stopped trying to live in that. I love that you said that, that. weird paradox moment of yeah. I, there has to be women here for me to have fun. So mm -hmm. I, that helped me out a lot. Um, still to this day, you know, I like to go out. It's almost like not being an alcoholic, you know, like not going out and drinking after you've been drinking for so long. You know, Q, when you say that, I, I always try to tell my, uh, my single guy friends this. I'm like, yo, you will actually attract more women when you go out when you don't look like you're hunting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, a lot more was coming. And I was like, I didn't understand. It's funny now uh, looking back at it, but I asked, uh, I asked my dad, I was like, I was like, you know, cause I had to have the conversation, you know, you know, we're like, two complete opposite people. I'm like, your dad, I'm like, I'm not really, um, you know, being, in, you know, having sex and, and meeting new people and, and, and having fun out here in Miami as most people would expect to come out here for. I was like, but as I'm doing it, there's more women that just come up to me like confidently and I don't do anything, you know? And it, and I'm like, and he, and he told me at the same thing you said, he's like, the less you chase, the more they come. It's like the energy so. you put out into the universe. It's like they sense that. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah, you, you attract them more. So with that, I'm and thank you for just you know being transparent on that because I was so curious as to the reasons of why. So when we going back to you coming out of the limo and speaking to Gabby and Rachel, I'm not gonna lie. It, when I was looking at it as like a fan of the show, I was like, is this dude being playful is he being serious he trying to be vulnerable because it was just so quick bro like it was like hey, quick. i'm quincy I, i'm a very i'm not i'm saying <laughs> like, it was like i i'm not gonna lie quincy i thought it was like tmi a little too soon too, too, right too, off the too, bat too, too yeah. maybe could have waited yeah. for that conversation a little yeah. later but hey man you did it and yeah. you know you, you were confident with it so i gotta give it to you on that yeah. was that your so thought of like making yourself stand out or what was that so it, it came across a little bit 
uh, it's not as good as I thought it would have came across. <laughs> I was, it always sounds better in my head. Come on now. It, it, it sounded a lot better when I was rehearsing it <laughs> like, in, in my hotel. They're going to love me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was more so trying to let them know that uh, I, I'm, I'm more intentional and I knew Got because it. of what happened um, with their last relationship. Um, well, you know what you know, Gabby I said. Just, yeah. <laughs> I, and I and I and I, you know what's funny is that I kind of laughed that I was like you know what like you know maybe maybe I just maybe they could have just found that out on a piece of paper or something through <laughs> 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 email or something maybe I didn't have to say it oh, <laughs> but it, it, it sounded better in my head for sure. No, that's all good. It's a memorable thing. Yeah, that's for sure going to be replayed. I can tell. So I'm curious, man. Were you uh, did you have your eye on Gabby or Rachel going on the show? Were you kind of just wanting to see how it went with both of them and then make your decision or were you did you have your eye on one in particular uh for me both in the beginning you know okay. i feel like i kind of want they're both gorgeous women so i was like you know i want to see like which you know which one i kind of gravitate more to but throughout the process i really started to like like Abby a lot i was like yo her vibe is amazing like she She's like so goofy, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm goofy, and I, and as again, my beginning entrance was to kind of be a little bit jokingly, but as again, it sounded way better in my head. But I'm like, okay, she laughed about it, so it kind of made me feel even better, you know. It wasn't like yeah. to like, she didn't belittle me, you know. She didn't really come at yeah. me or no, neither she one didn't bring did. it. Yeah, 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 she didn't. I don't think she brought it back up either, so it made it even, you know, we just forgot about it. So <laughs> she just made me. She she made me throughout the process. She made me feel. She made me feel better, but I like both girls from the jump. See, I appreciate you saying that because Brian and I are like going back and forth uh, this season because Brian is on the side of he would have went in going for one woman, and I'm on the side of I don't know neither one of y'all. I'm yeah. open to it, and then after after time, you get to choose who you like. So for you, uh, you were open to both, and it became Gabby. Um, so I appreciate it. nothing wrong with that. Now I'm going to go back into my box up here, <laughs> pull out something. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna pull out the yeah, I'm gonna pull out your history because you're young, man. You're 26. This past week, and it's a beautiful thing to be young. So I'm not like coming at you for that whatsoever. 22 years old, you moved to Miami, doing well for yourself, which is in the box. Matter of fact, let's start there. You're doing extremely well for yourself financially. You were in finance and derivatives. You were saying, hedge yeah, funds. Yeah, I got hedge, hedge funds. funds. Yeah. I, yeah, I got into I got into like private private brokers. Uh, started getting into like investing back in like college. Okay, is that how uh, you measure invest- your income? Yeah, that was that was how I started. I started off with an obviously with job. I was just funding my own capital first, uh, and I got into like investing. But it every time I just I was putting these small little tiny checks in, hoping to like almost hit a lottery like with trading. But I one of my one of my best friends brought me uh, trading, and it's just dealing with currencies because uh, I was trying. I was doing forex. Forex. Yeah, I was okay. messing with the stock market first. Um, but as again, I was working at the YMCA, so that was, those little checks wasn't helping me out. In Hold on, my market. man goes from the YMCA to a penthouse in Miami. <laughs> Salute. I, no, Moving God, on up, baby. God has absolutely, I can't, I can't take no credit. That's honestly God for sure. I love that. But, love that. but yeah, it was, it's a humbling. I mean, when I go back to the YMCA, it's so funny. I we ain't gonna get into it. <laughs> All right, so how, how long were you in finances? So I've been in financing for about almost seven years now. So, bro, what? 
you twenty six. I'm 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 decent at math. So you was nineteen when you got a job in finance, or are you saying you've been no no twenty when I got a job in about uh, twenty when I started financing myself, job in finance, and I started at twenty two. Got you. So you started on your own, reading, yeah. learning about it, playing, losing, winning. Got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, understand. And then when did you become a life coach? How I became you? a life coach at twenty four. Uh, a lot of people just came to me, started asking me a lot of questions. And I always, I'm like a development junkie, so I read a lot of books, a lot of books. Um, and I never used to read books. I actually used to get C's and D's in, in high school and middle school. Actually, Kids, y'all listening day. to my man? Doesn't mean, yeah, yeah. Doesn't mean I, anything. I, doesn't mean, now I'm telling you right now, I tell my little brothers, I'm like, yo, don't worry. Like, you know, I'm not, someone's like, look at me, but I'm like, don't worry. Like, don't tell them just, to fail now. See, I'm telling my <laughs> mentee the exact opposite thing. My mentee does not hear that. He's like, bro, you need to get better grades. That's what I tell him all day. Yeah. Yeah, no, you definitely need, I, I think I think if I did, it's not more so about getting the better grades. It was more so about my focus. I just didn't sure. have like a disciplined focus to even study in high school or, or you know, middle school or any, you know, once I got to college, I was like, yeah, I need to make money. And then this vehicle was like, all right, you can't slack off. You can't slack off a little information trying to make money. Q, no, who did you, like, was there a mentor or somebody that you had in your life that you know, got you into the business or like, Talk to us about that and, and the importance of, of a mentor in your life. Love that question. Yeah, my, my mentors are actually my best friends. We're all the same age. Um, okay. So they're all 26. Um, <laughs> doing fairly, fairly. It, it's like the time you see now on social media where everybody's doing really extremely well. Like those pictures. Some of those people like that you see on social media, like they could be, tr- you know, they're true. Some of them, not all of them. But this person that helped me out and mentored me, uh, shouts out to my boy, John. Shouts out to my boy, Lias. These two actually are from my hometown. Uh, one lived right next door to me, wow. which introduced me, which is like God given sent. Introduce you to Forex. Introduced me into investing. Okay. And and then the one lived in thirty minutes away, and now everybody lived out and now everybody moved out to. That's what moved me out to Miami in a sense, uh, is because my mentors were living out there. So I was like, I want purpose. I want change. I went out there. Uh, I feel you know. I had to make that big sacrifice of leaving, you know, a two-year relationship behind. But I just had to learn more about this. I think mentorship is the biggest thing. You know, you can learn from a book, but to like have someone do it and then tell you how to do it better than they did it is that's, more that's a lesson in life, man. Surround yourself with people that are doing better than you. I mean, you know, what yeah. I mean? you want to level. Yeah, up. you can't be jealous. You can't be yeah. envy either. For yeah. sure. Are I, both I of your bu- friends single? Uh, one is not. John is not. Um, Elias. Uh, I can't speak on it. Uh, I don't so know. So he got a situation. <laughs> I can speak on it. Yeah, All right, yeah, so yeah. Were, he has were a they, kid, so I don't know. Were they both? <laughs> were they? Were they both single? Like, let's say, two years ago, three years ago, four years ago? No, they. they uh, Elias has always been single. Um, now John has always been in a relationship. So I have watched John actually become more successful in his relationship. Got it. And then I also have watched, you know, my my, my best friend Elias go become very really successful so without a relationship. So it did kind of steer me away, like, okay, that's what I'm asking. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, do I need a good woman to become? Because I know that a woman can help me save because I honestly can't save myself, you know. And then again, a woman can help me spend. So I just have to find the right one. Find the right one, exactly. <laughs> what yeah. um. I have a couple of questions. One is what did your friends think about the show? And then I also want to know about your first investment. Because you mentioned, yeah, I just started investing. 
like how much money did you have at the time? How much, you know, how much did you have to put in in your first investment? Just so I can give it, we could give the audience a little idea about, you know, potentially this could be something they could do. Yeah. So, so I have, I have a small group of best friends as well. Okay. And my other best friend, uh, Eric, he was like, actually, he was actually hyped because he was next to me when I got uh, reached out on Instagram. And he was like, he was like, yo, you're on the, sh-. he's like, you're going on a bachelor. And he's somebody, his whole family has watched the show. I never watched it. Never, never really knew anything about it. And the funniest part is with Eric, he was just like, yo, you might get married. And I had to ask myself, like, <laughs> all right, am I ready to get married? <laughs> I was like, okay, am I ready to get married? Am I ready to get married? And, I, and that was like what he helped me understand that it, and he helped me feel more better coming into this because I was nervous. I was like, okay, I'm down to look, I'm open for a relationship. I'm open for, you know, I could possibly find a love of my life, but uh, I don't know how I feel right now. I gotta, yeah. he was like, yo, bro, don't, don't, he was so funny, don't worry. And he's Italian, so the way he was, it was just so funny. He's like, don't worry, man, you'll be good. And I'm like, I'm like, Eric, I don't know, man. I'm like, I shouldn't do it. He's like, he's like, give it a day, man, come back to me. And I came back, I was like, Eric, I'm going to do it, man. I'm, I'm going to give it a try. I was like, it's going to be weird because it's reality TV. Talking about uh, the show aspect and your friend's thoughts, what was the story behind getting on the show, getting casted? Yeah, so Eric's, Eric, my best friend, his cousin, uh, uh, is a friend that nominated me uh, for the show. Um, and she was just, we just had a great connection. Getting on the show, Eric, his cousin actually nominated me just by having a conversation. And I don't know how, some way it just, it went through, it worked. It, I got reached out the next day. I was totally shocked that I was, I didn't even know if Man, it was the true. next day you must send in a really good picture. <laughs> Your picture must I, have been perfect. Yeah, I was, uh, so I met, I met, I met with her in Cali cause I was flying to Hawaii to go speak. And she was like, you should go on a match of the rat. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. And Eric is like, yeah. And, I'm like, <laughs> and he's hyping me up. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. Uh, I was like, I was like, and then she was going, she was explaining more. Uh, she told me about Rachel and Gabby, the two batch of rats. She said, it's oh, so she's done before. It. Yeah. So she's giving she's you like really a whole rundown. Yeah. Whole rundown. Whole I rundown. Uh, and she's telling me, she's just going into details about the show and how it would be like a great expansion. I could possibly find someone that, I connect with really well. And I'm like, yeah, I'll give it some thought. And then I just fly up the next day to Hawaii. I land in Hawaii. I get hit up uh, from one of the producers. And, and I'm like, like, is this real? So I send it to her. I'm like, is this real? And she's like, yeah, answer. And I'm like, okay, hey. <laughs> so I said, hey, hey yeah, hey. Uh, I'm interested. That's all I said. I was like, hey, yeah, uh, yeah, I think I'm, in- I'm interested. And it was, from there, it was just like, I, I automatically just got extremely nervous. No, uh, fair enough. Well, I mean, uh, why, you you pr- portrayed yourself well in your time there. But I want to go to Brian's question. Like, what was your first investment? How much did you have? Because that was a good question from Brian. Yeah, my first investment was actually uh, I wasn't working at the I was working at the wire for about how long? Four four years. So I'm trying to think how much was the check. Cause I only I only worked so much. I used to. I'm a person. I used to be a person that used to clock in. <laughs> Hold on, that's, that's what we're going to use. I'm telling you right now, that's the, that's the pizza <laughs> we're going to use. I'm a person, like, yeah, you so, are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think about like $400. Yeah, okay. $400. Because we got paid, 
it, it wasn't much money. I was still a college student. Mm-hmm. Uh, $400 was my first investment. I went ahead and put that into a broker. My boy was like, yeah, just do $50. So I started with $50. Can you like, tell the audience what a broker my, is? Yeah, so, so a broker is just basically a third-party services that allows you to invest your money into it, but you have to invest your money personally yourself. So I'm in full control. Uh, I'm just going through a third party to use through my phone to start moving money around. But I put $50 in there and I'm like, oh, this is not enough. So I went ahead and put 400. And I can tell you right now, that first investment was gone. <laughs> What'd you put it in? I was hurt. I you put lo- it into- You lost it all, okay. I lost it all. So I put, I put it, so I'm actually, so with currency trading, I'm basically trading currencies from up and down. Okay, so I'm you, you started currency. off with Forex. I started off with Forex. Got it. I was learning how to trade stocks. So what was your what was your big break then? Like what like what my, broke yeah, the, my like, big break. blew the top off? <laughs> so my big break it's so crazy because no one really believes it, but my big break was three months right after. My big break, I actually took fifty dollars all the way to a thousand dollars uh in about one week. So I was super hyped to just take fifty dollars to a thousand dollars in one week. Because currencies move so fast, they're just able to capitalize on a lot of positions. 24 seven. But right after that, as soon as I made $50 to a thousand, I immediately texted like my best friend. That was my, that was, that's my mentor at the time. I was like, yo, I just made a thousand dollars in a week. He's like, good, withdraw it. I said, <laughs> no. So guess what happened? I blew the thousand dollars. <laughs> and then the next week I put $50 there again. So I'm using a lot of YMCA checks at this time. Like right now I'm, I'm all in on me. Like I'm all in. Like I've never been so like all in on me. So I put another $50 in there and it didn't somehow like universes work with me. Guys work with me. I'm, I'm praying because I'm down a little bit, but I'm praying that it goes up. Like one of those weird memes investors sees like, I literally used to pray to just make money with trading. Like, so it was so funny. But You actually thought and grew rich. Yes. Yeah. Like I was like, I, I was praying every it, time. Yeah. I admit it. That's what I coach on now. <laughs> can we, can we talk about that for a moment though? So yeah. you just, you made your money via uh, Forex and foreign exchange. It's extremely risky. You did it. You kept doing it and you, you grew it. You got smarter over time. Right. That's what mm-hmm. I'm hearing. Now, life coach, you became a life coach at what age? 24. 24. So you've been doing it roughly two years now. Yeah. I'm going to be honest, homie. How the hell did 24 year old become a life coach? <laughs> so for me, for me, the, the, I feel the definition of life coach is to, con- you know, continuously grow. So for me to be a life coach, I would say that I will always coach through life, which means the millennials at a young age that need coaching, the people that, the, it could be that group of people that, that want to know more about what semen retention means, you know, what okay, so you're means. talking about stuff like that. Yeah, it, it, it's it wouldn't just be based around one subject, but it can be on that finance term. It could be on the spirituality. I turned I turned my life to God at like 20, uh, 20, 23, like a deep like life to God. Like that's when it's not that's not what made me go celibate, but that's what that's what kind of made me really start to dive more into like my purpose. Uh, because I, I grew up in a, a Catholic home and a Christian home. So I always heard about God, but I feel like I really never jumped into it in a sense. So for me, I was like, you know what? 
I jumped into it. I started studying more and then I wanted to practice it. I feel like the best way to learn is to honestly teach. So I started teaching more so about the spirituality purpose, but also learning at times. Spirituality in terms of Christianity, or I'm sorry, in, in yeah, Catholic. yeah, you know, really more so the Bible, you know. Okay, but so then you, it, so it, you, and I'm I'm just really trying to yeah. understand. So you talk yeah. about semen retention because you are abstinence. Uh, mm-hmm. And then also you talk about you're really big into your religion. And so you were, mm-hmm. these are the things that you as a life coach, Q, these are Faith, what you talk about. Finances. Finances, yeah. semen retention, religion. Yeah, religion. Um, big on big on the law of attraction, big on the universe. I study a lot of that, read uh, over 23 books uh, when it came to, and, I, and I'll, I'll only try to read from like credible people uh, that I feel, you know, that, has proven to some extent that makes sense, you know, that from their from their standing of studies of science. You, you don't mind me question. asking. <laughs> you got it, Brian. Because we both got questions well, for you. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you, what, what does a life coach make nowadays in terms of like, what do you charge people for this type of uh, advice, life advice? So it, it will more so for me, I put it out there freely, you okay. know? Okay. I put it out there freely. I, I feel- So this is your it, passion. Yeah, yeah. This is something I do with, as again, passion. I do for like purpose-wise, you know, is to kind of give back. And I dive into that. Don't give me, there's oftentimes people ask me to pay them. I mean, I'll ask ask them to pay me. Correct. And I'm like, you know, I I don't really, as again, I'll take your money, but I don't really (laughs) need it. I, you know, I don't, yeah. I don't need it. it. You're going to get it. Yeah. Know. If you're going to give it, it's like a charity. I mean, your time is money, but, though, right? I mean, you got to, yeah, you know, it, you're giving a service. Is money. I was yeah. told if you're good at something, you shouldn't do it for free. Yeah. That's, That's very really. true. So, but I do go to speaking. So I did have a lot of speaking engagements and um, it started to grow. And as I started, like, like kind of teaching, um, you know, just coaching and coaching, whether it's personal development um, on the mind, on healing yourself on a lot, you know, on abstinence, uh, celibacy. There was just so much that so many subjects that I could have spoke on that people do ask me to speak on that Q, I studied in my time. Q, you're so interesting um, to me, man. <laughs> I get really, that often. You really are. <laughs> and so, time. so I, have a few, I have a few questions, thoughts about all of this right mm-hmm. here. So one, and I love life coaches. My first time ever walking on fire, I was hanging out with, um, Tony Robbins, you know, Dan. Tony, yeah. that's the first person I paid to go see. Yeah. I, a lot of money. Yeah. yeah Tony, Tony is expensive. Person. Uh, I've, I've been blessed not to have to pay for Tony, but I would definitely <laughs> suggest, you know, it, it's a wonderful thing. I listen to Les 100%. Brown all the time. He, I listen to I was, a lot of, I spoke, I was on, I was next to stage with Les Brown. Love Les. And Shout Bob out to you, homie. Salute for that. That's, that's, congrats to you for Bob that. Bob Proctor is actually one of my, was one of my mentors. That's major. Nice. I, I love that for you. I'm happy for you. Um, is there RP, Bob Proctor sick in peace? I'm sorry. He passed away, so shout out to Bob uh, Proctor. Uh, definitely so. Is there? And I've never, I didn't, I've never asked Tony this, but is there a, a certification or a schooling to become a life coach, or is it more of like a, an experience thing? You know, via time, people start to like you build credibility via people. Like, how is that? I, I would say I would more say source more so say uh, credibility. Um, I think it has everything to do with your audience Um, because, you know, anybody can honestly say they're a life coach. I wouldn't really say I'm a life coach. I would just say life coaching is something I do. You know, I wouldn't really give myself that title. I would just say I'm pursuing that. And for me, I think like 
when I really started going to all these seminars, when I started to go into, uh, you know, watching Eric Thomas speak, watching Bob Proctor teach, mm-hmm. Tony Robbins, and these are some of the, like great people that people don't know about, and that's the reason they why should. most of the world is kind of like effed up is because they don't have this, you know, this mentor in a sense to kind of help them heal certain things that can possibly be in, from the past. These parents, you know, to, to break through. People need breakthroughs. I'm trying to bit, break it down to a, a dumber version to, so more people understand exactly what I mean by it. But they just need someone to have them think because, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a proven fact. I looked on Google that people stop learning at the age of like 18. True. So you're kind of in a, a you're blessed, man. You are, you're really in a, a beautiful position because you're financially well off and you're continuing to grow your, 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 your net worth via your knowledge on money, right? I'm assuming you're still doing yeah. Forex, things like that. Is that yeah. a fair assumption? Yeah. Okay. But then you're so young and you found your passion, which is to give breakthroughs to people. And so I salute you and praise you for that. And so it's really cool. Let's take it back to the show, man. Like yeah. what, what did you learn you know, through all your experiences, being a life coach, being celibate, like, what did you learn on the show about love and yourself that yeah, maybe you didn't uh, before? Yeah, so I that was a great question. I mean, when I went on the show, I said one thing. I said, I'm going to go on the show, and I'm going to just be myself. I said, yo, no no walls, no trying to act tough, no. As we can see from a lot of stuff that's happened on the show, uh, I was like, let me just be myself. You know, I never, I feel like I, I feel like I was never able, and it's weird to say, like never able to be a kid, you know, like that kid, like not worrying about anything. And I wanted to feel like that, that kid version of myself too, where I just didn't care. I was like me. And the show allowed me to just do that. So I was like, if I'm going to do it anywhere, I'm going to do it here. Hmm. And I don't know why I chose to do it on TV, but I was just like, I never done dating someone randomly with how many guys that might be in the house. I was like, okay, these people don't know me. I can just be myself and they're not going to know if I'm actually like this because I'm actually in a sense like this, you know, more so in a, a serious goofy state than, but on a show, I was all the way goofy. You know, Q, you just hit something. There's a message within that. What you said was these guys don't know me. So therefore I can be myself. Yeah. And so many times when we're around people that we know and care about in our love, yeah, or just friends, like but I, put on a front. we put on a front. And I really yeah. like that you yeah. said that. Listen, <laughs> I, Mike, I don't think the gem segment has ever been more appropriate than for a life coach. No. Am I so right wait, or am I wrong? No, you are absolutely <laughs> right. I want the pressure to be on him now. Quincy, Ooh. here on the podcast, Talking It Out, we do a segment, a gems. What's that gem for you, baby? Drop a gem for us. Ah, a gem. Give somebody, give give the people something that's gonna change their life. I need to feel it. I need to I need to record it. When I'm in the gym, I need to hear Quincy in my ears right now. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay, I got you. So I I like what you said. You need to you need to feel it. I think the best thing that a person can feel is love. So Mm. I would say the gym will be like the circle of love. Like when you feel like you feel like you're giving love out, but you're not receiving it back. And it's almost like the show in a sense, because in the show, you do have to kind of give love and it might not actually be received back. But the circle of love is basically talking about, you know, you give love out and, you're not, and you feel like you're not receiving it back. And there's a lot of people out there, excluding me, where I give love to people that don't give it back. You just honestly have to understand that that someone else is giving you that same much mm-hmm. love. 
that you're honestly not giving back. And it goes with money, you know, in order to get more, you have to give more. And it, it, it's just a flow of transaction. You have to be able to give it out in order to get it. But sometimes it's just not going to come from the same person you gave it to. It's like loaning somebody 20 bucks, you might not get it back. But at the end of the day, you still gave it. So, I mean, the circle of love is like what drives me every day. I love my family, regardless if they love me or not. There you go. So that's the circle love of love. Love that. Love that, man. Q, you know, Eric Thomas said something, a uh, motivational coach. He said, when I found out that I was three spots uh, behind Tony Robbins, that touched worked me. Worked hard. Yeah, he said, we Tony, I'm coming put, for you. He said, high school dropout. a whole bunch of things out. Yeah, yeah. so I am hoping the best for you. I know Brian is as well. We both want the best for you. And I want, you know, just continue doing the great things in your life, being a, a, a good steward of God and just being a, a wonderfully made human being. And so thank you. I'll see you in Miami, man. Definitely, definitely. I appreciate both of you guys, man. This was a pleasure being on here. I mean, as again, I was watching you guys at first and real, now I'm here real with you quick, guys. man. Can people catch you at any <laughs> conferences coming up? 10X, like a Tony Robbins? Like what 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 are we, what are we looking that, at here in the that future? It is. So my goal, I actually written it down. Um, I ran it down a couple of years ago, but my goal is to speak in front of 10,000. So far, the highest crowd I spoke in front of was five. Um, and I hope to be on a TEDx or honestly just work, possibly open up for Tony Robbins. But I mean, other than that, I'm just going to put videos out there on Instagram and YouTube. I think that's going to be my next start. There we Do go. your thing, man. Put it out there in the universe. There got we go. this. There we go. Thank you so much for being here today, man. I can't wait to see what you do in the near future. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. Brian, what, how'd you feel about Q? Oh, man. Makes you makes you think, what the hell are you doing with your life? This guy's a life coach at 25. I mean, that's good for him, man. He's doing his thing. And uh, it just shows that, you know, sometimes, like, what I learned from him, sometimes you got to take a little risk in life. I mean, he talked about, you know, the money he invested, lost it, you know, made it back, lost it again. You know, he just kept at it, man. And I think that's, you know, what gets a lot of people is they quit, you know, before, you know, they see any return. And, you know, sometimes you just got to keep going, man. Just got to keep going in life and just keep at it. That's the gym right there. You know, you never lose until yeah. you quit. Exactly. Exactly. It's Mike Johnson's gym. Uh, but no, yeah, man, it was interesting talking to him, um, you know, just his experience on the show. And, you know, obviously with his intro, <laughs> we were a little... uh we were a little critical of that a couple episodes ago, but you know, but got, we're honest. That's, that's what's most important. Yeah, no, absolutely. But we got to understand him a little bit better, and I'm I'm glad we were able to speak to him on that, and he was able to uh, share why he was celibate for so long. And you know, obviously, it seems like it did him really well, man. He's flourished in his career, so got to give it to him. I have so many questions for questions. Yeah, right. I had to like I had like we're just gonna stop that. Yeah, we're just gonna stop talking about this right now because I I'm just gonna go in on all the thoughts that I have. Uh, but no, I feel that he is a, a wonderfully made human being and I wish him nothing but the best. Absolutely. And hopefully you guys out there enjoyed this episode. So we appreciate you for tuning on in. Oh, definitely so. And, you know, we always love, truly love to hear your opinions, your stories, your insight. So please don't forget to like, comment, follow. Message us on social at TalkingOutBN, B as in Bachelor, in his nation on IG. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and listen to us on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And baby, you already know, don't DM me no more until you get that subscribe. We love y'all.